Good morning. Are y'all happy to be in church this morning? Um, let's go ahead and give praise and worship. Let's go ahead and stand as we give praise on this Easter Sunday. Y'all wave at me, smile at me. This is a wonderful day for he has risen today. Let's continue. Let's continue to sing. Let's worship because he lives. Ready? I serve. I serve a risen Savior who's in the world today. I know that he is living whatever men may say. I see his hands of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always here. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along like their way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Ready? Amen. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we get too far into this, I, you know, I want y'all to see this, okay? Carter, our drummer, is all into it. He's got some new sticks. Go ahead and play it for us, Carter. Look at this. We need to turn the lights out, man. We got light up sticks. We're going to praise God today. This is going to be, this, man, this is great, isn't it? Carter, thank you so much, man. We need to get enthused with this, man. This is how we worship and praise God. We worship Him from our heart, from the bottom of our heart. And we're just open to praise Him. If we can't run and shout today, we can't run and shout anytime. If we can't play with lit, with lighted drumsticks today, we can never do it. Today we praise Him. And we just worship Him today. Amen? <laughs> All the world around me. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blasts. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. Ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice! Rejoice, rejoice, oh Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. Is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along that narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my in our hearts. We're going to welcome him in. Let his presence be here. Ready? God, 
done. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know he holds the future. And life is worth living just because he lives. church this morning, that we can glorify a risen Savior who has cheated death, even though they tried to put him in the grave, the grave could not keep him, and this is a glorious day indeed, so let's continue to worship and praise him. One day when heaven. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. The word became flesh and the light shined among us, His glory revealed. Living, He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sins far away. Rising, He justified freely forever. One day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day they let him. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on a tree. Suffering anguish, despised and rejected, bearing my sins, my Redeemer is He. The hand that healed nations stretched out on a tree and took the nails for me. Living, He 
somewhere you know that you have to do a journey to go find out if it you know to get your enlightenment no you have a living savior right here with you now praise him hallelujah 
So as we continue, think about your loved ones. Intercede for them right now. and pray find in me thine all in all cause Jesus paid it all all to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed you white as snow Sin had left 
some crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. He washed. He washed me white as snow. He washed me white as snow. Amen. Are we thankful for Jesus who put himself in our place? so that we can have an eternal life in knowing and loving him and God. And that he came again to show us who he was. I saw uh, something earlier that said he died as a human, so we know that he was human. But then he rose again so that we knew he was God. And that is such a powerful thing. So let's continue to worship and praise for forever he is glorified.
Father, we thank you so much for this time that you have given to us. God, we thank you for the praise and for being able to call out to you. And God, I pray, dear Lord, that you have received this and that you have smelt this sweet incense as your praise, God, today has been lifted up. God, again, we thank you and we praise you for this beautiful day that you have given to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If I can have the ushers to go ahead and make their way forward.
Amen. It is good to be here, isn't it? Amen. For, for as long as I can remember, on Easter Sunday morning, as a, as a pastor, I have, I have always longed and wanted for, for people and for us to experience Easter brand new every week or every, every year. That this Sunday would be something that would be different from last Easter. That for some reason and somehow the Holy Spirit would really come and show us and show up in our hearts and lives and we would truly be able to see Jesus and to see this day for all that it stands for and for all that it is. After all, as Christians and as believers in Jesus Christ, this is the day that, that we all look forward to, right? This is the day that we celebrate the risen, our risen Lord and Savior, which is different from all of the other religions, right? Ours is the only one that's not still in the grave. And we celebrate that. And how celebrate that? Well, we celebrate it by going through 40 days of Lent and fasting, preparing ourselves that whenever it comes to this Sunday, that we are able to truly experience Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit because we have been thinking and we have been planning for this particular day. How many of you have a new outfit on today because of this day? Sunday morning, you went out and you got, well, no, you didn't do that Sunday morning. But before you went out and you bought this brand new outfit for this particular day. How many of y'all done that? Well, I didn't do it this year, but just about every year up until this, I did. I can remember as a six-year-old, mom and dad thought I was the, precious, the most precious thing that they had ever seen in my Easter outfit, and they took a picture of me in front of our front door. Now, you have to imagine, I went to a Baptist church. I grew up Baptist, okay? And, and Stephen will tell you, to be Baptist, you have to have a three-piece suit. So I had a three-piece suit that I got for Christmas, but it was short pants. So I had short pants that came to about right here, I had a black vest on, and I had a black coat on, and I had a nice bright pink tie. I was ready for Easter. Man, we, we do this. We, we plan for this day. You have family coming over to eat, you know, to eat Christmas, to eat Easter dinner, right? You have Easter egg hunt that's planned this afternoon for the grandkids. We had Easter egg hunt yesterday for all the kids, and we had Good Friday service, and all this going up through Holy Weekend, and it all comes to, and it boils down to this particular day, and this particular moment. We don't like to put pressure on our pastors, do we? 
Today, you have to have that one message that speaks louder than any other message that you have ever preached in your entire life. And we're ready for it, right? Y'all are ready to receive the word that the Holy Spirit has given to us. In John chapter 20, beginning with verse 1, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, headed to the tomb. The two of them were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and got there to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he didn't go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloth lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloth, but was folded up separate by itself. The other disciple whom reached the tomb first, then entered in, saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. There's a lot here. We, we think and we look at this passage of Scripture and Mary, she gets up early in the morning and she goes to the tomb. And she's going to the tomb to prepare the body for burial. Right? She has the spices and she's going to go in and she's going to finish preparing Jesus' body. I want you to know that Mary went there hunting for something that was no longer there. What Mary was looking for was no longer in the tomb. What we're looking for today is no longer what was in the tomb yesterday. <coughs> So it's new. Mary is coming to a place. She is looking for something that is familiar. She is expecting to see a stone across the grave. Somehow she is expecting to move that stone and be able to enter in and prepare you know, Jesus' body 
to be there for the rest of the time. That doesn't happen. So the first thing that she does then is she turns and she runs and she goes back to the disciples and she sees Peter and John, the one whom Jesus loved. Peter and John, hearing this news, they take off running. Running to something that they do not expect and something that they don't know. Although it had been told to them many times by Jesus. We see that for some reason Peter can't keep up with John. Some of the theologians would tell you it's because John was younger than Peter. Peter was up in age so he was out of shape. And he couldn't run as fast as John did and as long, so he started slowing down. Some would say that it could be that Peter, in his brassness, in his proclaim that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, he hears those words from Mary that says he's no longer in the tomb. And he's like, wait a minute. What if he really did raise from the grave like he told us he was going to do? I just denied him three times. Is he really going to want to see me? Is he, is he really going to take me back in? And he gets there. And he enters into the tomb. I think the scripture is kind of interesting because John enters, or Peter enters into the tomb and Peter notices that the linen cloth is laying there but the cloth that's over his head is nice and neatly folded up and set over to the other side. I know I have given y'all this lesson before, uh, you know, but whenever you're talking about table etiquette and eating proper, if you were not through with your food... You fold your napkin up and set it on top of the plate and then go do what you're going to do to let them know that you're going to come back and eat. Jesus was saying, the job's not done because I'm coming back. Thank you. But Peter sees this. And then John enters in. Now, how many of us have been John. I know there's something different. And there's something in there that I, I'm not really sure if I'm ready for. Right? Jesus has something for me. And I know he does. I know there's something great in there that he has for me. But I'm not really sure if, if I'm ready for that. Oh, man. I'm not sure if I'm ready. So we stand there <coughs> on the outside wondering what's going to happen. We have four people that just left, hopefully to go get me a glass of water. <coughs> oh.
But we stand there, right? We've been following him. And, and we've heard the words that he's had to tell us. We've seen the miracles. We know that there's something that's there's something that's beyond our comprehension that's in there. But we're not ready for it. See, I think John stood outside of that tomb pondering all this stuff. And it would kind of be like this. I see this, I believe. That's all he needed. John walked in and he saw it. And that's all he needed to believe. Never says, it didn't say that whenever they both left that both believed. See, it says that John believed. John saw it and he believed it. And then John left. John left a changed man. John came to the tomb expecting one thing, but there was something else that was there. It took him a little while to get up the nerves to actually go inside and see what it was. It was more than what he could no. It was exactly what he comprehended within his heart. At that moment, John said, I know where he's at. <laughs> I believe that John walked in there and John looked and John saw. And John understood the magnitude of what that day was. He understood that the Messiah that went into this tomb is not the one that left the tomb. Because the one that went into the tomb was the one that they were trying to be and to make an earthly king. The one that came out was the heavenly king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of all. More than what we could comprehend. Better than he could have imagined before he walked in. Mary. Poor Mary. All she wanted was a savior that she could anoint his body and wrap him up. But Jesus wanted and had more. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting there sitting where Jesus' body had been lying. One at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, 
Why are you crying? Because they have taken away my Lord, she told them. And I do not know where they have put him. She was still looking for the Jesus that went into the tomb. Are you still looking for the Jesus that went into the tomb today? Are you still looking for the one that is supposed to take away all of your sorrows and all of your struggles and problems here on this earth? Are you looking for the king that's going to give you freedom and peace here on this earth? Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it that you are seeking? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. Turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She's seizing. See, we can we can get into theological because Mary couldn't see that that was Jesus standing right there in front of her. They've done studies and they say that your brain can have so much trauma that it can shut down and only do the bare minimum. Basically, breathe, keep your heart going, look at where you know, make it to where you can see. Possibly walk around, but everything else is shut down. Maybe that's why Mary didn't recognize Jesus. Maybe Mary didn't recognize Jesus because of all the tears that she had been crying. Mary didn't recognize Jesus because Jesus didn't want her to recognize him at that point in time. We can only recognize Jesus as who he is whenever he reveals himself to us. We cannot come to Jesus unless we are drawn unto Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Mary was still looking for that earthly Messiah. She calls him teacher. Jesus then says this. Now, we have to kind of put a picture into this for you because whenever Mary turns and she sees Jesus and says, Rabboni, the other gospel says that she falls to her knees. Then Jesus here in 17 says, don't cling to me since I have not yet ascended 
to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. I want you all to see this because at this point in time, Finally, for Mary, the Jesus that she is clinging to, the Jesus that she is worshiping, is not the same Jesus that entered into that tomb. Whew. Man, we should be shouting. Hey, Amen. She sees it. Her eyes have been opened. He says, don't cling to me. Don't cling to the past. Don't cling to the Messiah that you thought I was. Don't cling to the one that you walked around with and that you served and that you cooked food with for all these years, for these three years. Don't hang on to him. He's no longer... He's no longer. But then he says this. He says, go and tell them that I am ascending, get this, to my father, oh, but to your father. Right? To my father, but no, no, to your father. And then he says to, to my God, no, 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 to your God. They're one and the same. Whenever Jesus Christ is revealed to us as the Messiah, Father, God, they're all the same. Woo-hoo. Do you see it? I, I want you to experience this Easter. Brand new today. How do I do that? How do I experience this Easter different than I did last Easter? Stop clinging to the old God. Let him go. He's going to his father. To your father, to his God, and to your God. He's going there. Oh. But wait a minute. Here's a lot more that's here. So how do we do this? How do we how do we experience this brand new? Whenever we have Jesus Christ in our hearts, we experience the resurrection power every single day we open our eyes. (laughs) Wait a minute. You get it? It's not something that we just think about last year or we think about some 2,000 years ago that he rose from the grave. No, we do it every day. 
Because the power of the resurrection lives within us. Because Jesus Christ is in us. Woo! Now wait a minute. We've got even something better than that. <laughs> we worship on Sundays, right? When did Jesus raise from the grave? On Sunday. We come into his house every single day or every Sunday on the day that he rose from the grave and his resurrection power is in us and we experience brand new every day. He says, don't cling to me yesterday because I'm new today. I am alive within you today. I had to drink water all for that, right? But wait, we're, we're not through yet. 18. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. The very first evangelist was a woman. Lord, holy be. A woman, the first evangelist. Huh. And sometimes us men kind of sit back and we're like, oh, you know, it's interesting how a lot of the work that gets done in the church is because the women get it done. Huh. First evangelist. Go and tell them. And of course we see here. And she told them. What he had said to her. Easter. Sunday. Brand new. Today. Like the first one that you've ever been into. Because he's not the Savior that went into the tomb. But he's the God that went out of the tomb. We don't cling to the yesterday. We go and we spread and we shed the gospel for today. This day is different every single day because the power of the resurrection is in, a, is in us. And the power of the resurrection that's in us is telling us 
Go and tell them what I just told you. Go and tell them what I just told you. You get it? Go and tell them what I just told you. The resurrection day and the power and, and Jesus being different in our hearts and in our lives is that every day we get up and we go and tell them what he has done for us. Every day we get up and we go, I have seen the risen Lord. I have seen the risen Lord. He's not in the tomb. I have seen the risen Lord. Every day. And it's brand new. Every day. It's brand new. Every day. I, I don't want to take away from the power of this, but I sold cars for nine years because never did I have the same day every day or any day. I could meet the same customer the next day and they're different. Lo and behold, if it's a full moon, I scheduled that day off. It's different every day. Our risen Savior in us is different and new every single day. We proclaim every single day He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is no longer in the tomb. He is alive today. And that day, this day, is brand new. Brand new. We know that Peter, after he had left the tomb, had an experience with Jesus Christ on his own. And understood and came to a knowledge of who Jesus Christ, the, the one that came out of the tomb, of who he was. We have three people in, the, in this story for us today. You've got John that stood outside of the tomb knowing that something miraculous had happened in there. But not sure if he was ready to go in and experience what it was. Today's your day to enter in and experience the awesomeness and the amazing power of the resurrection today. One of the songs that we sung 
Talked about the spots on the leopard being changed, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, if you enter into the tomb and you experience the amazing power of the resurrection in that tomb, you don't have to worry about changing your spots. They're already changed. You don't have to worry about it. He's already done it. <laughs> Maybe you're John. And you're worried about all those sins and all the bad things that you've done in your life and all the times that you have rejected Jesus Christ. And you're like, he really doesn't want me. I, I, I know that, that he loves everybody else, but you know, I, I've, I've done too many bad things. I've done, I've done some really bad things. There's people, people don't even know some of the bad things that I've done. He does. He does. And today, he's just like he was with John. And he's standing right there in front of you. And he says, I'm right here. And I forgive you. Ask for forgiveness today. And receive his love and his mercy on your life. Like it's never been before. Maybe you're Mary. Maybe you went to the tomb and you showed up here today at church and, and you were expecting something. <laughs> but not this. Jesus is standing in front of you. Jesus is calling you by name this morning. Are you going to fall down and worship him as the king that he is? Are you going to relinquish the control and you're just simply going to fall at your feet? And say, Master, Savior, forgive me for my sins. Let us all stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Are you John? Knowing that there's something miraculous there, but you're saying, I'm not ready for it. The altar is open. Enter into the tomb experience the amazing Lord and Savior. Maybe you're Peter and you think that you're too bad. He's standing there. Right there in front of you. Right where you are. He died for everyone. Regardless of the sin. Maybe you're Mary. And you're still trying to cling to the old things or cling to the God that you think or who you think he is or should be. He's calling your name. Today's that day.
Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you, dear Lord, so much for this day. God, I thank you for everybody that is here. And God, I thank you for the word that you have given to us this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would be anew and afresh in each of our lives today. God, this Easter is different. This day is different. Tomorrow is going to be different and brand new because we have the resurrection power living within us. In Jesus' name, amen.